Corinthians 12 and 9. It would just be a few minutes and we're going home. The Bible says, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. My grace is sufficient for you, is what the Lord said to Paul. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Father, for the next few minutes, would you breathe on us? Let your Holy Spirit lead us and guide us through your word, Lord. Shift the very trajectory of our lives, God. For your word promises us that any time we can see the word, hear the word, and understand the word, we can be changed, converted into the word we see here, understand. We give you glory for it in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for your ministry, Howard. Can you put your hands together for our awesome music and our department, <laughs> our wonderful musicians? And for Pastor Demi and the, and, and the ladies who just sing their hearts out Sunday after Sunday. Thank you so much. Their faithfulness. Yeah, it's amazing to me. Uh, it's our fourth anniversary, praise the Lord. Um, and it's important that uh, today, just for a moment, we want to properly differentiate uh, between a birthday and an anniversary. I don't know if some of the brothers recall, I think it was maybe last anniversary or the one before that. On our text thread, we had a brief conversation about the difference between birthdays and anniversaries. Y'all even remember that? Does anybody remember that? Is it just me? Okay. Uh, while both birthdays and anniversaries celebrate or commemorate uh, the beginning of something, uh, birthdays are celebrated and counted for the beginning of the next year of your life. Uh, uh, while anniversaries are more often celebrated and counted for the year that just ended. Uh, does that make sense? So, so if this is our fourth anniversary, uh, it is the celebration, the commemoration of the last four years of God's goodness and faithfulness toward us. However, it is our fifth birthday uh, <laughs> because it is the beginning then of the fifth year of our ministry. You understand the difference? Uh, <laughs> just so we so we're clear, um, because a lot of times we talk about the importance of the 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 the, the number that we're celebrating. And amen. He believe he agrees. Um, well, and while while this is our fourth anniversary, I don't want to talk to you about year four. I want to talk to you about year five. Uh, because year four is behind us. And my Bible says, forgetting those things which are where? Behind us. Okay, good. Uh, we instead press forward to that which is ahead. Amen. Uh, but the number four in our spiritual understanding is the number of creation. Amen. Uh, and that's the year that we just completed. God, uh, the number four, God completed the creation of the material world on what? On the fourth day. 
and he said it was good. And four, uh, there's a lot of other meanings. You'll be Berean uh, for me this week. If you want to know the deeper meanings of the number four, you can study it for yourself because that's what the Bible says you should do as good Christians. Uh, but but whether, And whether you recall it or not, last year we spoke briefly about this being a year when God was really going to complete the making of this church. And let me tell you something. Uh, this year has been hard. Um, it's been a difficult year. Um, when that word was released, we were mid-pandemic. And I'll be honest with you, I had no idea uh, that here on the next anniversary, we would still be in the midst of a, I didn't know we would still be wearing masks and social distancing. I had no idea. I'm not, I, I'm not prophetic in that way. God didn't give me foresight to know exactly where we were going to be a year from the last time we were here celebrating an, an anniversary. And so when he said it was a year of creation and the year of completing some, I thought he meant that things was going to be sweet. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> uh, but God reminded me something uh, recently, uh, as I questioned him, uh, as I often do, not in a disrespectful way, but just because I want to know God and I want to understand uh, what's going on. And I said, man, Lord, you know, we we almost at the next year now. What happened to the, where's the, where's the creation? Where is the, where is the sweetness of it all? Where, where is, where is the beauty of it all? Where, where is it at? Why am I still looking at empty seats and Folk can't come back to church yet, and folks still dying. And man, where, and he, you know, the Lord reminded me. He said, "Nothing is created in calmness and ease." I said, "What? What? What? what, what? Nothing is created in calmness and ease." Watch this: the process of of the insemination uh, when when a child is going to be conceived. It's a fight between sperm to survive and reach the egg, and very few ever make it. Because creation is not promised to be easy and sweet. Uh, okay, the process of insemination is, is, is a fight. But watch this. The womb of the woman is likened unto a grave as the baby is trying to grow and survive in the midst of an of a unfamiliarity and all kind of things that threaten and cause miscarriages and babies to never make it and folk, some folk kill the baby. And all kind of things happen when creation is trying to take place. It's not easy. Watch this. Uh, the seed that goes into the ground suffers crushing and breaking and pressure to crack open just for the plant that now comes out of the seed that's been crushed and broken, just for that plant to now have to fight its way through the soil to make it out just for creation to happen. My Bible says in John 12 and 24, most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much gain, death and creation juxtaposed against one another and the understanding that just because God said I'm creating or making you something doesn't mean it's going to be peaches and cream. Even the natural process of manufacturing, if you've ever been inside of a manufacturing plant to see something being made or created in a plant is a cacophony of machines crashing and, and clanking and pressing and pulling just to make something. I don't know, I've been in car manufacturing plants and there's some areas that are super loud and other areas are extremely hot and other areas have sparks flying and all kinds of danger and caution signs 
and, and people lose arms and limbs and hands just in the process of creating something because creation can be difficult. I thought about the hardness of this year for us and, and, and the different emotions that I, you see, because some people, can I talk to you for, I just, I got about 10 to 15 minutes. Now some people, the pandemic hit them hard early. Some people in the beginning lost their minds, and, and some people got sick and died. But, you know, I realized something. What's up, Darian? I realized something. It wasn't until a year and some change in that it caught up with me. I was good in the beginning. Y'all remember that? Some of y'all memories are short. I was, what's, what the, I was giving you a psalm a day. Huh? Huh? It was sweet. It was in the beginning, it was good. It was good. It was good. But I was in the flow, you understand? I w God wasn't really doing any creating in me. He was, he was using me and leading me, but it really hadn't gotten into a place of making me into anything because it was too easy at that point. Listen, I didn't have to drive to Alexandria an hour and a half and fight traffic or none of that stuff. I could just sit at home and let it flow. And I know some folk was like, this brother preaching every day. This is amazing. How was he doing it? Because that was a flow for me. That was easy for me. It but I'm a people person. And, and not having the fellowship and, and, and the, the ability to touch and be close to those consistently that I wanted to, it began to wear on me. And then the discouragement began to set in on me. And, 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 and like I told you, my wife had to prop me up and hold me and deal with me. And, you know, and, and some things I, I'm good at not showing you, but you can't hide much in the bedroom. You know, you got to live with you and see. You, yep. Is anybody married in here? <laughs> Is anybody married in here? Uh, you know, you, you, I'll be smiling and dapping you up real big, big hugs and, you know, nice shoes and everything. Get home and she's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> but the Lord, but the Lord began, he said, <laughs> I want to, because watch this, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not being selfish right now, but my life and the life of my wife and our children is tied to the ministry. And if you be a, a person of faith, and if you're really committed, then your life should be tied to the church. Because the church is not the building. The church is the living organism. And the living organism is made up of us, the parts of it. And so when you're really, really connected to a ministry, I believe that as the life of the ministry goes, so goes your life. And so you got to really lean in and be prophetically tapped into what is happening and what is occurring. And, and, and I, I thought about the hardness of this year. I asked God why. He said, because, well, I, I'm still making you. There's some things in you I'm still trying to do and I'm trying to create and I'm trying to get you to a place. It took me to 1 Peter 1, uh, verse 6 through 7, where the Bible says, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. That the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to the praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You got to go through the fire of creation sometimes if you're going to ever be who God called you to be. 
And a lot of times, the problem with so many of us is we jump out the fire too early, Pastor Martiz, and so we never really get finished becoming. And so life for us is a series of in the fire, out the fire, but never actually becoming who God has called us to be. And I said to y'all a little while ago, I said, see, if it wasn't for her, I would have left y'all a long time. Martiz, no. <laughs> we talk. <laughs> You know, but I had to stay in the fire. I wonder if you think pastors aren't real people. I asked only because I did it. Before being a pastor, I thought I was, <laughs> this is a funny story, I was afraid of my pastor. Like growing up, like my, my like Bishop, the late Bishop Ozark Senior, like I was super intimidated in his presence because in my eyes, he was superhuman. He was perfect. Because I lacked real proximity. I was a child. Then I was a teenager. Then I was a wild adult. But I wasn't close to him. And so in my eyes, he was superhuman. And then he, then he got sick. He got sick, and he passed away. And I realized something in that moment. See, Marvel heroes, they never really die. Superheroes, you know what I'm saying? Like, they can go through some crazy stuff, superhuman people, and still live. And so you have to realize that your pastors are not superhuman. They're just people. And so as I went through just being a person, at times, ask my wife, I'd be like, okay, now, uh -uh, I'm coming out the fire. <laughs> you ever cook on the grill <laughs> and the cold pop out, you throw the cold? Some of y'all nasty, it's a hot dog, really, but y'all put it back. <laughs> that was my wife was like, get back in the fire, get back in the fire. But, but the fire is necessary. The fire is necessary. And maybe this might not be your testimony because I know it's ours. And I know some of y'all, it is your testimony because I walk with you through life a little bit more. Um, uh, and I love what the Lord is making us, but I got to be honest with you. I'm glad year four is over. <laughs> Thank you for the two claps. <laughs> I'm glad, I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> I'm glad year four has come to an end. Uh, I'm glad year four is over and we're coming into year five. Why? Why? Why am I glad? I'm glad you asked. Because number five, unlike number four, which is the number of creation, number five is the number of grace. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody say grace. Grace. Carice. Grace. Grace. And, and, and not that, and for by grace you have been saved, grace. Not that kind of grace. Not that grace that y'all use uh, to, to, as an excuse and a license to sin. Not that kind of grace. I'm, I'm glad that year five is the year of grace enablement, grace empowerment, grace. I'm glad that this is the year that we are stepping into now. I'm glad that as our text says today, uh, he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. Uh, this is charis. This is, this is the definition. I love this part of the definition. It is the loving kindness of God, the merciful kindness by, by which, watch this, that grace is the kindness by which God exerting his holy influence upon your soul turns you to Christ, keeps you, strengthens you, 
increases you in your faith, your knowledge, your affection, and your kind, and, and, I'm sorry, and kindles you to the exercise of Christian values. This is the grace I'm glad that we're walking into this year. I, I think I'm not coming to tell, we can do a series later this year about grace, and we can talk about salvation, but right now, I want to talk about just enablement. I want to talk about empowerment. Uh, I'm so glad uh, that, that, that we're at the year of God exerting more of his holy influence on our souls and strengthening us. My God. Because I don't know about you, uh, but I need more grace. More grace. I need. I need. I need more grace. I. I need more virtue. I need. I need more strength. I need it. I need it. If I'm gonna be who God called me to be, if I'm gonna be a husband that He called me to be. If I'm gonna be the father that He called me to be. If I'm gonna be the pastor that He called me to be. If I'm gonna be the man that He called me to be. If I'm gonna be the leader that He called me to be. Now that He has tried me in the fire and He's been creating something in me, now I need a little bit more grace to push through. I wish I had somebody to say more grace. I need a little bit more grace. I thought about Paul in the text for today. I thought about Paul in the text for today. If you indulge me for just a moment, I want to just take a look here. I like having this little thing here. This is, this is different. <laughs> now I like having this little thing in front of me because I got the iPad. See what the iPad you just tap the screen and you go wherever you want to go and uh, you see whatever you want to see on here. I like this thing because if I had the laptop, then I had to try to scroll with the mouse and get places. I just want to look at something. I don't, don't want to look at the message Bible. Let me go to the New King James Bible. I just want to look really I'm not here to talk theologically about Paul's thorn, uh, but I do want to say uh, in verse 7, he said, lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, my God, because it is in, uh, in, in my weakness. In your weakness, he said, this is where my strength, God's strength, is made perfect. Amen? Uh, therefore, uh, Paul said, therefore then, I, I, I gladly uh, uh, boast. Your, new, your King James Bible said, I, I, I glory. Your, new, your King James Bible said, I glory in it. I glory in it. Uh, he said, I boast in it. Uh, I boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may, may rest upon me. This is a different perspective, and you really got to have the Holy Ghost and really be a person of the word to really get this because who, who really ever glories or boasts in their weakness? Yeah, most of us hide. They hide. I just told you I was good at acting like everything was good here, but, but home, weakness would show. Okay, all right. Let me just stick to my notes. I thought about Paul in the text for today, and not I'm not here to, de uh, and I won't, don't text me later and try to have a conversation with me about what the thorn was. I don't want to talk about it, I, I, and I don't want to say I don't care, because I'm sure there's a reason I should care, but that's not what this is about. I don't want to talk to you about what the thorn was in his flesh. Uh, I, I just know, I know I have been, and I'm still dealing with a few thorns. 
Y'all ain't talking about nothing. <laughs> Paul talked about just the one thorn that God wasn't going to never let him get away from maybe. But I got some thorns in my life that ain't going to be here forever. But I still need grace while I deal with them. I got flesh just like you do. I know. I know. Uh, you see, you see the, it, it, this is the thing about, and we're about to go home. This is the thing about thorns. The thing about thorns is sometimes you get stuck by a thorn by accident. But sometimes you get stuck by your own negligence. Oh, y'all don't like that kind of talk. Okay. Uh, uh, sometimes you get stuck because of your own carelessness. But sometimes you get stuck by somebody else's negligence. Okay. Oh, you know, okay. Uh, y'all like that one more. Okay. Sometimes the stick is a minor. But sometimes it can be major. Okay, the thorn. Sometimes the thorn is a minor stick. Sometimes it can be a man. Sometimes the stick of the thorn might be mild, but other times it could be poisonous. Okay, good. I'm glad you're with me. But no matter who, what, where, or when the stick of the thorn comes, God's grace is still sufficient for you. It's still sufficient for you. It's still sufficient for you. Uh, this, this, this is the beginning of year. We're going home. This is the beginning of year five. And there are some things that have been wearing us out. You're looking at me like it's not you. You're alive. Thank you. I'm glad I got a few folk that tell the truth in church. Some stuff has been wearing you out. Some stuff has been, you've been thinking about quitting. How about shake up? My God. I'm trying to get some folk to tell the truth in here. Some of you young folk, you've been thinking about giving up. I don't want to be here no more. Some, some, some of you, it's okay. This church is safe. Yeah, some of you have been thinking about suicide. Life, life would be better if I wasn't living it and other people would be better off without me and some of you have been thinking about walking out on your marriage and I know it's not you here I'm just talking to people on the internet now <laughs> nobody in here uh, y'all real safe <laughs> some of you have been thinking about quitting your job and starting your business because you're sick of your boss that's never a good reason okay just tell you something right now and sure not a good reason to start a business because you're sick of your boss uh, <laughs> Because you don't want to go to work no more. <laughs> that's lazy, and that doesn't make a good business owner. Uh, that's not the message. Uh, some of you, <laughs> some of you, been thinking about quitting school, giving up, leaving, finding you another church. <laughs> Hurry up, go! No, I'm just playing. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm messing with you. Some of you have been thinking about allowing the thorn to take you out, but it's year five. Now, 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 the thorn has been making you throughout year four. God's been trying to do some things. He's been exposing some things in you. See, some of you, some, some people, you're very good at analyzing everybody else. You ever notice that? When people say stuff like, <laughs> I don't know how they could have done it, I'd be like, no, well, listen, you're not in their situation. 
It's easy for you to sit on a high horse and judge somebody else's situation because you're not in it. You know, for I would never do that. You don't know. I told y'all, temptation really doesn't exist where there is no opportunity. You ugly. <laughs> Nobody wants you. So you don't know <laughs> if you were to talk to that girl. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's easy for you to say you would never do some things that you won't never have an opportunity to do. <laughs> stop, judging what, stop judging everybody else's temptation. Worry about yourself. What is it that you have an opportunity to quit on? I would not. I would have stuck with my wife. You've never had one. Let's talk about why you can't get one. <laughs> I would have done better by my husband. He wouldn't have no reason. You never had a husband. Nobody will marry you. So you don't know. God's still in the making you, so you don't need the grace yet <laughs> because you're still in the creation before you can even have a re an opportunity. I would raise my kids, but won't nobody have no kid with you. And the ones you got, you don't take none of them. But it's year five. And what you were going to quit on in the past year, I'm here to tell you God's releasing more grace for you to hang on in there in this next year. I didn't come to preach and shout and yell at you and hoop. You already see, ain't, ain't but one preacher in our family. Wasn't you here earlier when she was hooping and hollering up here? She's the preacher. I just teach. I got a whole three-minute video of her straight hooping and preaching. Y'all wasn't even here. Y'all don't think y'all got here yet. She showed out. She the uh, the, the, the poor Bree couldn't even sing her song. She was <laughs> little Bree. Little Bree needed more grace. <laughs> Bree needed more grace. <laughs> she was standing here like this. And her mama was back here. <laughs> I didn't come for to preach you happy today. That's not what I came for. I came to let you in and hope you'll come along with me into this next year of ministry and into this next year of life. And if you'll just hang on in there and don't quit yet because I came to tell you God is releasing more grace. More grace. More grace, more grace for you to deal with. Watch this, more grace for you to grow. Some of us, see some of us, we're going home. It's, some of us need grace to endure. But some of us need grace to grow. Because some of us, the thorn that we've been dealing with is just being stuck. Ah, you, you know... <laughs> It's easy to blame everybody else for where you are in life. That's the easiest thing for you to do. It's also the best way to stay stuck where you are. Why, 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 Pastor? Because as long as I give, why am I, I sound so much better all of a sudden. Because the more I give away my responsibility, the less I'm able to change my situation. But if I would just own the fact that the thorn that's in my flesh is the one that came from carelessness and my own negligence, then God can release more grace. For me to grow and get past it. I don't like to remain stagnant in my life and keep staying where I'm at. God called us to go from grace to grace. From glory to glory. 
This is why I'm glad we got a men's text at our church. Because in our men's thread, we challenge each other to grow and to be men of God and, and to be good husbands and to be good fathers and, and to stick in there, hang in there and, and lose weight. And I know I didn't say nothing back to y'all yesterday. I was very convicted. <laughs> James was running 10 miles, Corey's running six, and I was eating chips and I felt horrible. I need more grace so I can lose some of this weight, Jesus. And he thought, I'm leaning on you. I felt terrible. I was so convinced. Oh, Lord, chips. Let me put these lays away and be quiet. We need grace to grow. <laughs> What'd you say? I, I stay home and eat some chips and just. God's releasing more grace in, in this next year. I wish I could go to, I think it's in John, where he has, was it 1 and 16? And he said, not just grace, but grace upon grace. Because grace is the number five. But when you take five and put it on top of five, you get 25. You get grace on top of grace. God is releasing grace. Watch this. But not just any kind of grace, but that sufficient grace that's going to help you to endure the season that you're going into. And some of you, you need grace to endure. But some of you need grace to come out. And it's up to you to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit in this next year to determine, is this a season of grace for endurance? Endurance, or is this a season for grace for breakthrough? But either way, more grace. My God, I wish I had about three people I'd say, more grace. More grace, more grace. Come on, stand to your feet. We're going home. Stand to your